Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. We were in, Thanks in, again we for joining and enjoy today's to message. Take care of some things with our kids and baptism and other things. And of course, last weekend we shut down because of the storm, amen. Uh, but it shut us down, like I said, but it didn't take us out, amen. So I'm going to wrap up the series of love. Somebody say love. Come on, L-O-V-E, hallelujah. Come on, how many know that we need some love? How many need some love in this place? Come on, wave if you want love, amen. Everybody wants love, hallelujah. Anybody want to receive hate? <laughs> no, 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 no takers there, amen, praise the Lord. We want love, amen. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3 out of the Message Bible, it says this, no matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I am bankrupt, amen, without love. Second John 1, 6 says this, love means living the way God commanded us to live. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is this, live, somebody say live, a life of love. This is how we're supposed to live, folks. Everyone needs to feel loved. Come on. For us to grow as individuals, uh, for us to grow as a church, come on, for our ministries to grow, it has to be in what? It has to be in what? Come on, if you leave this place today, I want you to leave with that word love. Somebody say love. Come on. If we truly want to cross over, who wants to cross over? Come on, how many, how many about ready to cross over from, from where you're at to something new? Come on, just wave your hand. Let the devil say, come on. You, you're not going to have me in bondage no more. You're not going to keep me on this side. You're not going to lie. I'm not going to listen to your lies. I'm not going to listen to your deception. I'm not going to listen to what you have. Amen. I'm going to leave everything on this side of the Jordan. And I'm about to go to, to the other side of the Jordan to get mine. Come on, somebody. I'm sorry. I'm excited right now. Amen. My wife just saying, slow down, boy. Come on, it's like a word inside of me. It's like a fire in me. I gotta, I gotta talk about Jesus. Is that all right? Come on, somebody. So if we truly want to cross over, it has to be in love. Hate, disliking, not caring will keep you on the other side of the Jordan. And it will not permit you, listen, church, to cross over. In this crossover that we're about to enter church, come on, you're old. Somebody say the old. It's going to have to die and stay there. You cannot take that attitude over. You're going to stay on that side. And when you stay on that side, God is going to start to separate. You got to listen to me, church. God will start to separate from the plans. He's going to say, are you in or you're out? There's no time to play no more. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Get real. Get serious. You want me? Come on this side, but that other person you can't bring. She has to stay there. He has to stay there and come receive the new. Come on, somebody. Come on. So attitude has to die. Come on. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on. All that, all, all the stuff that, that she even took off has to die. She took off hate, gossip, all that can't cross over church. 
Do you think you can sneak over? Uh-uh, the water's going to come down on you. Come on, somebody. Come on, you ready to take it off? Come on, there's, there's things that we need to take off. Come on, listen, church. Those things have to be dealt with. They cannot be ignored. It's, it's time to stop ignoring the problem. It's time to give it to God, amen, and take off that stuff that is stopping you from going forward into the promises of God, church. Come on, don't let hate, don't let dislike, don't let gossip, don't let all the stuff that she had on stop you. Well, I, I, I have a right to be mad. I, yes, you have a right, but you have a right to forgive as well. Come on, if we're Christians and we got to be like Christ and we got to forgive like he forgave. Come on, you can't hold that in because if you hold it in, guess what? You're going to stay on that side of the Jordan. And you may be the person that says, away from me, for I never knew you. How many want to hear those words? So we got to get things right, church. Come on. Right? Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, teenagers, wave at me. Teenagers? You're not a teenager? All right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're older. I don't know. Amen. There you go. There you go. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. You're in? We're in. Listen. For the new believer that walks into this house and stays, for those that are already here and stay, it has to be because of love. Come on. Like I said, people want to feel love. People want to feel accepted. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. There's an old secular song, amen, from Captain and Tennille. I don't even know if anyone knows Captain and Tennille. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just me, <laughs> just me and my brother, amen. That's all we know, amen. Hallelujah. But it was a song that says, love, love will keep us together. Come on. Church, life is about love. It's the love of God that brought you and I into this church. It's the love of God that brings you back. It's the love of God wherever you encounter, you always go back to that place where you found love or to a place that has love. Can somebody say amen? Come on. Sometimes, amen, we can get so focused on what's surrounding us through the busyness of life that we, listen, we, all of us forget to love. Come on, somebody say amen. Married couples in the house today, let's be honest. I want you to be honest and I don't want you to answer me. But when's the last time you told your spouse, I love you? If you don't remember, it's been too long. Come on. I just text my baby, I love you. She better say, yes, she just did it. Hallelujah. When he was gone, amen, when she was gone in California, preaching, I said, baby, I love you, miss you. And she was gone an hour. Hallelujah. Come on, but what's the la when's the last time you heard that, wife? When's the last time you heard that, husband? Because the husband needs to hear that too. If you can't remember when's the last time, it's been too long. So beer, shout out right now. I love you. Come on, Josh. All right. Amen. God is always reminding me, listen, when I get off course, when I have my Moses moments with people, come on, when I complain to God about the people that he brought into the church, can I be real? Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. When I, when I, when my flesh, listen, because we all deal with the flesh. When my flesh wants to say something, come on, somebody say hello. Come on. Listen, church, I have moments like you have moments. I'm no different from you. 
Come on, I go through these things, but I don't keep them as, I keep them as moments. I, I don't stay there. I don't settle there. I don't, I don't make a tent and make a, a house and start living there. Come on, I've learned. Come on, don't look at me all innocent like no one bugs you. People will bug you, church. Once you get a couple people with different opinions, let me tell you, there's problems. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let me tell you, there are times and moments and throughout the ministry of 23 years here, amen, where, where I have complained to God about you folks. Can I be honest? Come on, I complain, God, why did you bring them here? <laughs> I'm not looking at anybody, amen, hallelujah. Don't look at me like, oh man, look, what he needs to get saved. No, no. I'm just being truthful. I don't stay there. I don't settle there. Yeah, I have feelings just like you do, and things bug me just like you do, amen. But I decide, amen, I'm going to follow you, amen. So I remember with the words that my pastor said to me when she released me to come to Las Vegas, and she told me, Art, when you go out there, just love people. So when I get off course, amen, I go back to those words, love people, oh, I love, I gotta love them. <laughs> Come on. I want to love them. I got to love them even when I feel like taking them out sometimes. And I don't mean to dinner. Hallelujah. Come on. It's the truth. Don't look at me that you never felt like that either. We've all go through that season, church. Don't stay there. Tell your neighbor, don't stay there. Put on Christ. You got to put on Christ. You got to put on Christ. You want to be sanctified? You got to put on Jesus. You can't be sanctified in your own self. Come on, you got to take off the old, like she did right there, what Gabby did. She did an excellent job. Come on, somebody. Took that old off, amen. And God says to put on the new in Christ Jesus. So put on the, the full armor. Somebody say full armor. See, some of you guys just bring out your sword. That's all you carry is a sword. All you do is cutting up people, amen, with the word of God. The word of God is not to cut up people, church. The word of God is to remind you of his powerful word that is powerful. Come on, and mighty and sharper than any two-edged sword, amen. It's to penetrate deep inside of your spirit, amen, and take the things out of you, amen. You got to put on the full armor of God. The belt of truth, the shoes of the gospel of peace, that breastplate of righteousness, amen. Then the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, then the sword of the spirit. Some of you guys just walking around with helmets. <laughs> and the enemy's just attacking your heart. Come on, you're walking, you're scared to go where, you're, where God tells you to go, where he says, wherever you set your feet at, it'll be given to you. I came out here to Vegas because God said, God's going to give me Vegas. I'm staying here and I claim it. Amen. My feet are on this ground and anywhere we go, it belongs to us, church. Do you believe that? He says, go, I go. You got to understand that wherever you go, he follows you. Can somebody say amen? amen. We're supposed to love, not take them out. Because God is love. And the most important lesson that God wants you and I to learn here on earth is how to love. Love is the foundation of every command God has given us. Galatians chapter 5, 14 says this, The whole law 
can be summed up in this one command. Love others as you love yourself. You see, knowing God's command is not enough. But we must put it into practice. Come on, somebody say hello. Come on, you can have all the knowledge of God. You can have all the knowledge of the word, amen. But if you're not practicing it, it does nothing. You're, 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 you're no better than nobody else. It's putting it into practice. Can somebody say amen? And doing what God has commanded us to do. Learning to love everyone is not easy. Right? Come on, it's not easy. Come on, don't look at that someone right now. Say, come on, someone's, just say amen, hallelujah. Come on, loving everybody's not easy. Right? Don't you have some co-workers that you're like, oh man, here he comes. <laughs> here she comes, amen. Come on, somebody, hey, I got an honest sister right here. Come on, let's just be honest. Somebody just wave. Come on, when, when that person walks in the room, you're like, oh. <laughs> come on, let's be honest, Right? There's things, amen, because they're personalities. Come on, it's just the person and their personalities. God still loves the person. Come on, hallelujah. We're not supposed to die. We're supposed to love them still, but we, I don't like their personality. I don't like how they live. I don't like what they're doing. Come on, can somebody say amen? Come on, and so there's certain things, amen, but God says to love everyone because there are certain things we like in our self-centered nature. There are things that I like that you don't like. And so because of that, guess what? Things happen. Can somebody say amen? But of course, God wants us to love everyone. Somebody say everyone. Come on, look at somebody you don't like. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> Come on, look at somebody and say, I love you. Love you, man. Love you, sis. Love you. No, I'm not, I'm not getting no love back. Amen. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. But God, listen. But God is also more concerned that we love the family of God. That's us here, church. That we, say I, that we will love each other. Amen. We need to get it right right here in heaven. I mean, not right here on earth, church. Come on, we got to get it right because, why? Because we're going to spend eternity together. <laughs> That's where we're going. Come on, you're not going to go into a section of heaven where they're not ignited. Come on, I, I don't want to live on the street they're living at, God. You know, we can't do that. <laughs> Come on, we, there, there's no moving. You, you can't move out of the house where God put you at. And say, man, I didn't know you were going to be my neighbor. <laughs> Come on, we got to get it right, church. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17 says, show special love for God's people. That means his whole church. Everybody, this church, the church down the street, the church over there, the church in the, in the other state, around the world. That's everyone, everyone, all of God's people, you got to show some special love to. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people. Somebody say all people. Especially those who belong to the family of believers. Come on, God wants his family. Anybody his family here? Come on, raise your hand if you're part of his family. You got to wave it because you got to tell the devil that's me. Hallelujah. Because if you don't, he says, I got you. Hallelujah. And I'm saying, oh, you, you, you don't got me. Come on, you don't got me. Hallelujah. Come on. God wants his family to be known by the way, listen, that they love each other. Listen, more than anything else, 
That's what God wants. Jesus said in in John chapter 13, verse 35, this is Jesus himself saying, this is my, this is by, by all men, they will know that you're my disciples. If you, if you what? If you love one another, it's all love church. That's a sign that we're his disciples. It's because the love that they see inside of us towards one another. Can somebody say amen? See, in heaven, we're going to rejoice with each other forever, church. This is forever, amen. We're not going to be fighting up there, mad-dogging each other. Come on, somebody. We're not going to say, man, I didn't like how brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so flew by me. <laughs> What's up with them? What's up with that sister? Right? We're not going to have that up there, amen? So we have a lot of work. Somebody say, I got a lot of work. We got a lot of work here on earth, amen, to prepare ourselves, listen, to prepare ourselves for loving each other in eternity. Listen, church, that is the biggest crossover. When we get into heaven, that is the biggest crossover. That is what's going to take you into heaven is the love that you have for God and for God's people. That's the major crossover, man. There's a lot of crossovers in our lives. There's a lot of adjustments, amen. A lot of transitions in our lives, amen. We're about to enter into a new transition. We're about to get adjusted, amen, and prepare ourselves for a new crossover. There have been many crossovers through our walk here or through this existing of this church of 23 years. We have crossed over many times. You have crossed over in your marriages. You have crossed over in finances. You have done crossovers in breakthroughs. Come on, somebody. There have been major crossovers in our lives, amen, and God is about to do something major. But the one that's the biggest is the love crossover that takes us into destiny. And that is our love for one another and our love for God. God trains us by giving us family responsibilities. And one of those responsibilities is that we love each other. That's a family responsibility that God gives us. You better love your brother. You better love your sister. You better get it right. You better stop hating. I'm sorry, I'm pointing over here and you can be over here, hallelujah. It's not me. But if you start crying, amen, then it's you, amen, hallelujah. Come on, we got to get things right here, church. We got to work things out. Come on, God wants us to be, listen, in regular, continuous fellowship with one another. The way that we're going to love better is to hang out more together. Hello. Oh, yeah, remember fellowship? Let's fellowship. I like to watch Raider games. Let's fellowship. Hallelujah. And I do like food too. And you know what kind of meat I like, right? Ribeye steak. Come on. Hallelujah. You bring a ribeye. I got my mouth was dry. I'm getting hungry for the steak right now. But God wants us to be in regular continuous fellowship with one another. Amen. And listen, also with other believers. So that we can develop the skill, listen, of loving. Love cannot be learned in isolation. Let me say that again. Love cannot be learned in isolation. You can't just come out and, you know, I'm going to love on Sunday and hate the rest of the week. Amen. No, you, it, you cannot do it in isolation. you got to be hanging out with other people. 
Come on, somebody. And that means you got to be around people. Come on. I don't want you to look at them right now. Amen. But people that sometimes get on your nerves. Irritate you. Or drive you nuts. Come on, somebody. In order to learn the skill of loving. You got real quiet. Love should be our top priority, our main goal for our lives. Love is the key in God's kingdom. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says this, let love be your greatest aim. Come on, don't just aim to, I'm going to be the greatest worship leader. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be the greatest teacher. No, it says, let love be the greatest aim. Shoot for love. Because everything else that I just talked about would just flow because of love. Come on, let love be the greatest thing. Let the love of God bring you up here to worship God. Let the love of God help you to teach people. Let the love of God help you because you want to start a Bible study because you love God so much you want to just share the love of God with people. We need some Bible studies started up, amen? Man, I, I, I seen a Bible study right here, amen? You, you need to start just a Bible study. You need to start a Bible study. You too, girl. <laughs> Young lady, young men, we need Bible study leaders. Come on, somebody. Come on, that, that's the heart of the church, amen. Gathering in your own home, breaking bread, amen, making a pot of coffee, and sharing God's love. Come on, let's, let's break some of this stuff and all the stuff in our homes. Come on, if you invite the people that are on your nerves into your house, whoo, man, there's a breakthrough right there. <laughs> oh, no, not my house. And don't just invite the people you like. Hallelujah. Let love be your greatest aim. Today I'm going to give you three truths really quickly about love and relationships. Three truths. You guys ready? You guys ready? Somebody say, I'm ready. No, go, I'm ready. Tell the devil, I'm ready right now. I'm going to start loving people. Ooh, I'm going to love you. No, I'm going to hug you. I'm going to swing you. <laughs> I'm going to give you a gift card. Ooh, come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. In and out gift card. Ooh, yes. That's love right there. Give me a double-double animal stuff. That's some love. Hallelujah. So I'm going to give you three truths real quickly. You ready? You ready? First, first one, life without love is really worthless. Life without love is really worthless. That's why Paul made the statement in 1 Corinthians 13, 3 in the Message Bible, no matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I am bankrupt without love. A new, uh, another version, the CEV version says, I would gain nothing unless I have loved others. Sometimes we take relationships, listen, as something that we got to work into our schedule. Come on. People talk about finding or making time for people. Amen. Like I need to make more time for my children. I need to make more time for my spouse or, or my family, the church. Amen. And what we're really doing is making relationships as part of our life. 
Just like everything else that we do, we got to make time for this and this and that. But God is saying that our relationships are what life is all about. It's not something that you fix into. It's what life is, church. It's about relationships. Listen, the four of the Ten Commandments deal with our relationship with God. The other six, you know what they deal with? The relationships with each other and other people. All ten of the commandments deal with relationships. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Hallelujah. Listen, Jesus comes and he makes two statements about loving God and loving people. In Matthew chapter 22, 37 to 40 says this. You say I. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. All other commandments and all other demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Amen? It's about relationships. It's not about what you have. Relationships is what matters to God the most. Can somebody say amen? If you have things in life, if you accomplish big goals in your life, what good is it if you don't have people to share it with? Right? Come on, we hurt our relationships by overloading our schedules. When we start doing too much, and right now I'm preaching to myself, hallelujah, come on, it cuts back our time, our energy, our attention that loving relationships need or depend, church. I know that we're all busy, right? Anybody busy in this house? Come on, uh, uh, we're all busy, but let's not forget what's important here. It's God, it's his fa your family, it's people, and it's the church. Busyness, listen, church. Busyness is one of the greatest enemies of relationships. We become preoccupied of making a living, doing work, paying bills, accomplishing goals, then building relationships. I had a coworker who passed away last year, and she was one of our top writers. She's been in the business for many, many years. She, and she, she achieved all these high accomplishments, but she died with her accomplishments with no one to share. Because she had no relationships, not even with her children. She just worked herself to death. The most important thing in life is not how much you have, church. It's learning to love God and love people. Listen, life minus love equals a big fat zero. Amen? The second truth is that love will last forever. I'm talking about the agape love of God. That will last forever, church. This is another reason God tells you and I to make love a top priority. Because it was made to last forever. It's eternal, church. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says this. Three things continue forever. Faith. Somebody say faith. faith. Hope and love. And the greatest of these? Love. This is, these will last forever, church. And that's why God focuses us 
help to telling us that we need to focus on love because that is the greatest of all these is love. Love leaves a legacy. Come on, it was the love of the game of basketball that made Michael Jordan, amen, leave a great legacy. It was the love for the people, come on, of God, amen, that made Pastor Neville leave an awesome legacy that people still talk about him after being passed for many years. He loved people. Come on. And that made an imprint in a lot of lives. Amen. It's not about your wealth or your accomplishment, but how you treat other people and what you're leaving behind. Come on. When I die, amen, and don't get sad, we're all going to die one day. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want people talking about what I accomplished or what I had. I want to be noticed by or, or talked about by how he loved. Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa, <laughs> who's Mother Teresa? <laughs> I need more water. <laughs> you know your mother? No. <laughs> That's my mother. <laughs> but Mother Teresa said this, it is not what you do, but how much love you put into it that matters. Love is the secret, listen church, of a lasting heritage that's why we got to put love into our homes fathers you got to love your children even though you want to take them out sometimes someone somebody say amen, amen. love has to be the foundation in our homes that when the, the the boat starts to rock and things are hitting your house and and the storms are coming it's love that's going to sustain you guys to get through it come on it was a love amen of this church that would sustain us to say you know what let's get our church together Come on, this is not going to take us out because we love the church. We love our church. How many love the church? How many love PCLV? Amen. Come on, you love your church? I hope you love your church. Amen. If you don't love this church, then find a church that you can love. Amen. But we, we need to love the church. We need to love where you go to. You need to love your brothers and sisters. Come on, if you're coming in, I say, man, I love this church, but I hate everybody. <laughs> there's, there's something wrong, amen. Come on, somebody. Come on. But guess what? When you go to another church, you're going to run into those same people over there. So get to learn people, love people now. That means everyone. You got to love people here. You got to love people wherever you go. Come on. You can't just be going to a, you know what, uh, that everyone's like you. <laughs> That'd be so boring. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's the truth. Right? I don't want a bunch of pastor arts, amen. I want, to, I want, I just want prophets and pastors and teachers in this place, amen. That simply just love God, amen. Hallelujah. That I love my pastor and I'm gonna follow him as he follows Jesus because I'm in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what we do, church. Listen, generally, when people are living their final moments. They're not asking for all the awards. They're not asking for the medals they won. Amen. Show me the things I accomplished. No. When life is ending here on earth, amen, they want to be surrounded not with objects but with people. People they love and people they have relationships with. Our final moments, we all realize that relationships are what life is all about. Wisdom is learning that truth sooner than later. My coworker was planning, listen, she was planning to retire to spend more time with her sons to build relationship, but she died alone. And that's sad. 
They found her in her house, passed away, and nobody knew for three days. Why? Because there's no relationships. I don't want to be found dead in my home because I had no relationships with nobody, and they didn't find out till after the fact when the work started calling. It was the work that reached out, not the family. We've got to realize, church, now, then later, that relationships is what life is all about. Don't wait till you're on your deathbed to figure out that relationships is what God is looking for. Third and final reason, church. To make learning love a goal in your life is that you, say I, you'll be evaluated on it in eternity. One of the ways God measures our spiritual maturity is by the quality of our relationships. Come on. Listen, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want you to answer it. Just, I'm going to ask you a question, all right? Can you go to anyone in this church and say, I love you? And really mean it. Can you go to anyone in this church and say, hey, let's go do lunch? Can you honestly answer that question to anyone in this room that I can do that? And if we can't church, then we have a problem. Because we got to love first. This is our church. This is our family. And yes, we have some disagreements. And yeah, we're going to fight like families fight. Siblings fight. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, I still love my brother. I still love my sister. I still love mom. I still love dad. Because God says I got to love. And if it's in my heart. I'm going to love you. I don't like what you're doing right now. And I want to take you out. But by the line, I love you. And I care for you. And I still want you to make you. I still want you to make it to heaven. We can't say, I want you to make it to heaven, but you got to live on the other side of heaven. <laughs> Listen, church, we got a lot of work to do. Come on, you can't just think you're all, all good, amen, just because you come to church, because you read a couple of scriptures, but yet you fail to love. He says, I'm nothing if I have not loved. We are nothing if we don't love church you can know all the scriptures you can do all this stuff but if you feel the love you are nothing all it is is just you're making a loud noise and there's nothing there church it's work it's easy to love everybody that you like right come on it's easy to love everybody that, that, that gets along with you it's easy to love amen when you're on the same team Come on, praise the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, Raiders. Woo. You got Raider, Raider, Raider Nation. But let me tell you, I love the cowboy. I love my brother, amen. I love my brother, amen. It's the truth. I'll go eat with him, amen. He's wearing that jersey and I'm wearing this one. I have no problem. They're going to be eliminated again, but I have no problem. We probably will too, amen. It's all right. It's the truth, amen. Come on, can you answer yes to those questions that I just said? Can you go to anyone in this church and say, I love you, 
and mean it. Or say, hey, let's go have lunch and really mean it. And enjoy the person that you're going to have lunch with. Do you spend time with others in the church and fellowship? Come on, church. This is something we all got to work in. We got to spend time not just coming to church or coming on Wednesday, but going, spending some time out there. Come on. Some of our ladies went to a conference. Amen. They went to go spend some time. Support my wife as she ministered at a conference. Amen. Then spend time with some awesome ladies, right? And they fellowship. Sister Bloom was out till one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Woo! Man, party animal. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me tell you, only fellowships does that, amen. It's the love, it's the conversation that you don't want to leave. When's the last time you stood out late like that with somebody in the church? There's some things that we got to work on, church. Come on, I'm not not pointing fingers. I'm not doing anything because a lot of it falls on me too. But we got to stop making excuses that we don't have time and make relationships matter most to us and hang out and fellowship and party and eat and do all that stuff and get fat together. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say amen. In heaven, listen, in heaven, God is not going to say Tell me about your career, son. Come on. How much money is in your bank account, sis? Daughter? Show me all the awards that you won. Instead, he will review how you treated others and how you put your put them first above yourself. Jesus said to weigh the way to love him is to love his family and to care for them. In Matthew 25, verse 40, it says this, Truly I tell you, just as I did to one of the least of these who are my members of my family, you did it to me. Another version says this, The king will answer, Whatever you did for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seem, you did it for me. So how you treat others is really how you're treating Christ. Listen, when we enter, enter those pearly gates, amen, when you and I enter into eternity, amen, we're going to leave behind everything. Somebody say everything. Come on, that means no one can take in their Xbox for the gamers out there. Hallelujah. And then it means no one can take in their iPhones, ladies, and watch funny videos. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm picking on my wife, amen. <laughs> Come on, you can't take any of that stuff. You cannot take anything. You can't, I can't even take in my favorite jersey and my favorite player into heaven. Amen. All that is behind. The only thing that you'll be taking in is your character. That's why the Bible says in Galatians 5, 6, the only thing that counts, listen, is faith. Somebody say faith. Expressing itself through love. That's the only thing that counts. He's not looking at money because he already knows how much money you have. Besides, he gave you the money and he'll take it away. (laughs) The best expression of love, listen church, is time. 
The most important thing in life can be measured by how much time you'll be willing to invest in them. The more time you give to something, the more it reveals its importance and value to you. You want to know a person's priorities? Look how they spend their time. A couple weeks ago, we spent some time with some awesome people that we love in Tucson. We had a great time, amen, great fellowship. Today, I'm spending some time with some people I love. He's talking about you. <laughs> I'm talking about you guys. I'm spending time with some people I love in this place. A few weeks ago, amen, we, we spent some time and went to a couple's home and ate dinner and encouraged them and loved on them. About love, about making time, but not making just time, but having relationships. Can somebody say Amen. Time, church, is the most precious gift because you only have a certain amount of, of it. You can make more money, but you can't make more time. In being in ministry all these years that I've been, I've always told the church and told my leaders, I wish I had 30 hours a day instead of 24 hours because we have just little time. My wife can tell you, I get frustrated, amen, because my time runs out, amen. I'm studying, I'm in the groove, amen. I'm jamming, I'm, the Holy Spirit's dropping all kinds of spiritual bombs on me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. And then I got to get ready for work. And I'm like, God, oh, ah. And that's why I always make it on time, <laughs> hallelujah. I, I'm telling you, I get, uh, my, I'm supposed to schedule to get at 930, and guess what, every day I get it to, to work at, 9. 30, because I take every time I have and just, I time it out. And when an accident happens, that blows it up. <laughs> I got to cause it. I'm not going to make it on time today. <laughs> Everybody knows. Amen. They start a meeting. What time is it? It's 929. Where's Art? He's coming right now. Wait, wait. 930. Here he is. And here I come. Everybody says, I told you you'd be here right on time. They know me. I, 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 I'll use whatever time I get because it's valuable. I want the study. I want, I want everything I can that I do in the mornings. Amen. This time is short. Can somebody say amen? When you give someone your time, you're giving them a portion of your life that you cannot take back. Your time is your life, church. And that's why the greatest gift that you can give someone is your time. It's not enough to say that relationships are important, but we must prove by investing time in them because words alone, church, are worthless. In John chapter 3, verse 18 says this, my children should love, should, uh, our love should not be based on just words and talk, but it must be based on true love, which shows itself in action. Don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. That's why I asked the couples earlier, when's the last time you told your spouse, I love you? Well, they already know. She knows. Yeah, they know, but they want to hear it. You got to show it. Come on. If I'm going to express my love to my wife, I bring her a creamer. Hallelujah. Here you go, baby. I was thinking of you. She loves her coffee and she loves her creamer. And booyah. Bing, I get a point. Hallelujah. Just like that. 
Or when I bring roses, amen, and she don't have to know they're on special, but I bring them. Hallelujah. This is flowers, this is roses, amen. Come on. I took my time and I was thinking of her because I love you. Here you go, baby, just because. Come on. It's not It's just for anniversary. It's not just for Valentine's Day. It's just because you are so good and you rock, girl. You rock. You've got to do things like that. Come on, somebody say amen. Husbands, I'm giving you some pointers here. Hallelujah. Real love is action, not feeling. It's a, it produces selfless, sacrificial giving. Relationships take time and effort, and the best way to spell love is not L-O-V-E, it's T-I-M-E. Some of that just flew by you. What, 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 what? Come on. Love is not spelled L-O-V-E. It's T-I-M-E. It's your time. Come on. Ladies, how many want some time with your spouse? Come on, somebody. Come on, church. Love is not based on what we think or do or provide for others. Amen. It's how much, how much you give of yourself. Men have a hard time with this. Come on, ladies. Ladies, you can say amen. It's all right. We know the truth. Amen. I'm a man. I understand. We do this. We have a hard time with this. We get busy, amen, busy at work, busy in the ministry that we forget to love people. We get so focused on our bank account, paying the bills, and I'm not saying that's not important, church. Come on, but we fail to love. We need to give each other Our eyes, listen everybody, our ears, our attention, our presence, our focus, our time. This is what we need for each other. Nothing can take place of that church. Men, do I got any men in this house? Do I got any married men? Come on, soon to be married men. Or maybe marry one day, hallelujah. Come on. Listen, men, the most desired gift of love is not diamonds or roses or chocolate, though they like them. It's your focus, attention, listen, and time. Come on. If I can just give my wife the full attention, just look at her and say, go ahead, talk to me, girl. And man, and she's just pouring out, talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, baby, yeah. Let's get deep right here. And I give her five. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make out right now. <laughs> Woo! Kiss sir, kiss sir. <laughs> I can kiss my wife in front of you guys. Nothing. Come here, girl. If I can give her five minutes of my time and give it to her and give my, my ears, my eyes, my focus, my attention, I'm, I'm listening to her, I'm responding back to her. Let me tell you, that will be the, that will set her day. And I can just go to work and she's like, Woo, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> Amen? Whenever you give your time, You're making a sacrifice. And sacrifice is the essence, listen, of love. 
Jesus modeled this for you and I. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, it says, a life, uh, uh, Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ, who loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Did, did you know that when you start putting others in front of yourself and loving others, all of a sudden a sweet aroma goes to the altar of God? Isn't that cool? But when you start hating, like a bad scent goes up there like, what's wrong with her? Even the angels are talking about you. Pushy. <laughs> it's the truth, guys. When we can love each other and we're loving as a church, let me tell you, it's a sweet aroma that's just going up to heaven. And God's just going, what's that? He goes, that's PCLV right now. Can you smell them? They're loving each other. You see, just as children imitate their parents or their grandparents, we should follow God's example. His, his great love for us led him to sacrifice himself that, that, that we can live, church. Our love for others should not should be the same kind, amen? Come on, this you got to understand, a love goes beyond affection and to sacrificial giving. You cannot give without loving. But you can let me well, let me put this in wait now. I'm sorry. I went ahead of myself. You cannot give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. So God so loved the world that He what? Gave. So the best time to love now and always. Amen. So many procrastinate on this. Amen. I'm supposed to love, but. I know I need to love her, but I need to love them, but you see, love requests to it to be a high priority in our lives, which people don't want to do that because they don't want to spend time. But the Bible stresses it out, church. Galatians chapter six, ten. I'm wrapping this up. Amen. Whenever we have an opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Proverbs 3.27 says this, whenever, uh, whenever you possibly can, do good to those who need it and never tell your neighbor, wait until tomorrow when you can help them now. The best time to express love is now, church. You don't know when you have that opportunity to do it again. Time changes. People die. Kids grow up. We have no guarantee of tomorrow, church. My coworker didn't, she didn't know that she was going to die. She was looking that she was going to do, but she wasted her time and did not build on relationships. If you want to express love, you better do it now. Let me wrap this up by saying the best use of life is love. The best expression of love is time. And the best time to love is now. It's love, church, that will keep us together. If we truly want to cross over, and I know that everyone here wants to cross over, we truly need to love the way God loves and love each other. Jesus says, how will they know you're my disciples by the way we love each other? John chapter 
13, 35 says, everyone will know this by this, that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. At our conference, church, at the well conference in a few weeks, let's give time for each other and for those coming in. By showing love, by welcoming everyone, by blessing them. Remember I told you guys, if it's in your heart and you have the resources, I want you to bless a visitor that comes in and give them 20 bucks, hand them, shake them and say, you know what, this is for food. Bless somebody. One person. If you have the means to do that, I'm telling you, it'll rock. God, I'm, just do it. Watch. You say, man, thanks for coming. I know you came from here. You came from over there. Hey, man, this is just for you, for, for food. Amen. It doesn't matter how much. Guys, bless somebody. Thank them. Amen. Thank them for investing. They're investing to come here to our conference. They're getting their own hotels. They're, they're driving out or flying out. They want to come to the well. And if they're coming to the well, we better be people that love and show that love to them. And say, man, I appreciate you. Where are you from? Praise the Lord. Come here. Give me a hug. Get over here. And give them a holy handshake. That's what we used to call it, a holy handshake. Amen. We didn't tell them anything. We just shook their hand. And then transfer the money and say, yes, God, that's for you. God told me to bless you. Thank you. Just walk away. Don't stay there and just try to get credit. Like, go ahead, tell me. <laughs> tell me how special I am, how good I am. No, no, walk away. Walk away. Come on. Right? Because sometimes we're like, oh, did you see what I did? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, everyone saw what you did. Look at people! Come on. Somebody say, hey, man. That's what they did on the corners. That's what the, what the, all these guys did, all these religious people, man, just all did it like, oh, look at me. Just do it in secret. Whatever you do in secret, God, God sees. Bless someone. Bless someone. Because let me tell you, in turn, somebody will bless you. Can somebody say, man? Let's all stand up.